0: Oh, one. Oh, two. Oh, three. Stop do do him like that, Mercy Did you not get the memo? What is good, everybody? It is your boy Pat the Designer back at it again, bringing in our old favorite back to the show, ladies and gentlemen. Bando be back on the show. What's good, bro? What's good,
1: y'all? What's good?
0: Man, I ain't yeah, you ain't been on here in a little minute, but I'm trying to think of the last time you was actually on here. it's, it's been a while. It's been a while. How everybody doing? I think we I think we was all in the basement. We were. <laughs> a very uh, but, uh, wet and
1: drenched basement.
0: <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. 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 Pause. They did. Um Man, so much has gone on in a week's time um just since last week's pod. Um I mean, we went from being on cloud nine with our Chicago Bears to pretty much being on the floor. Uh, Before we get into that, actually, uh, we want to let you guys know about the Love for Love giveaway. We are uh, giving away if you're watching on the YouTube video. If you're not, go check us out on YouTube. Listen to it here, though. But go check us out on YouTube. But Listen to it here. But check us out. Um, We're giving away one of these lovely Chicago Bear heads um, being joined, uh, linking up with Martinelli Originals. They are... uh, have partnered with us uh, This video is sponsored by them This podcast is sponsored by them um, They partner with us To give back to you guys Because we are over Actually, I think we almost We're over 2,700 subscribers On the YouTube now So y'all been coming out Showing mad love We appreciate y'all, man Come through to the pod for much Man, big love, man It's crazy, G Hey, I, I posted I posted the picture today the, uh, uh, How we started Where we at Or whatever it is um, And man, seeing us At like I mean, 50 subscribers? What was that? Probably three, four years ago? Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. It so, so. Y'all, didn't, y'all have come out and shown so much love. Bruh, bruh, just to see the growth, yeah. Um... But they, they've shown y'all have shown so much love, so we're gonna be giving back to you. Um, the way that you can enter, uh, you can uh, enter by retweeting the pin tweet on my profile, or just going to the Windy City The Breeze YouTube page. That's all you have to do is go there. If you're there and you ain't subscribed yet, yeah, subscribe. You ain't got nothing else going on in your life. Get it together. Um, but yeah, man, let's jump. Let's jump right into these sports, man. Let's jump right into these sports. We appreciate um, the Bears, man. The Bears, I was actually up by y'all, which y'all have some of the worst internet in, in history. So, I'm impressed that you're even able to be on this Zoom call right now, my boy.
1: Listen, internet crisp and clear. You was the one that was lagging for me a little bit ago, so I gotta make sure I'm able to hear you.
0: Hey, look. Hey, I'm, I'm here. I, I don't know why it was lagging. That's wild. Um, it, it's crisp on my end, you know what I'm saying? But... Um, Man, we me me and me and uh, Bando, we was we was watching the game together. Um, we was pretty much irritated the entire game. Nothing was going right for the Chicago Bears. Absolutely nothing went right for the Chicago Bears. Uh, what did you see in that game that you pretty much want to completely throw away?
1: Everything, the whole game, from start to finish. Really, I didn't see any consistency from the offense of the Bears. It just they looked out of whack. They looked like yeah. they had a new quarterback they had never really used before. Yeah. Um, the defense actually pretty did pretty well, but there were still plays where there was breakdowns on defense up the middle. They looked a little, sh- they uh, struggled a little bit or quite a bit actually. So <laughs> I would say throw that whole game away. Let's just forget about that game, act like that game never happened, and move forward. But as far as the Bears and everything, it's it's been a real struggle for them. Um, as we saw in that last game, it's just, it's, it's really just been a hard time for them offensively. So there's a lot that they still need to work on.
0: Yeah. And I feel like the, I feel like the offense was the biggest, the biggest struggle. Uh, and it has been the biggest struggle. We we've seen it be the biggest struggle completely through, you know what I'm saying? But when you, when you looking at this team, I got to look at Matt Nagy's play call and how he was calling the game. Um, I I understand Nick Foles is is brand new with these receivers. I understand that you have to build a rapport with your from quarterback to head coach, quarterback to head. I understand that. But he was calling the game scared. Let's say let's say what it was. We're seeing lateral passes, side to side. Like he was calling the game like Nick Foles didn't have an understanding of what the system was. Like, like honestly, he was calling the game pretty much the same as as when Mitch was there. And I didn't see any improvement on the play calling side. I thought I I, I was going to lose my mind when it was third and one and he brought in Cordero Patterson. Can we just eliminate that altogether?
1: Yeah, I think think a big thing, especially for the Bears, is going to be what Matt Nagy chooses to do. Like you said, their play calling was one of the worst play called games I've actually probably ever watched, where decisions that he made just weren't smart. If he was trying to do a trick play, when they've been having success running it up the middle. Not that they did very well running the ball in that game, but where they could have had avenues for success, he was choosing that exact opposite route. So honestly, I put a lot of the blame on Matt Nagy with that game just for the fact that his play calling, like you said, was just horrendous. Like everything that he chose to do, it's like you said, third and one, and he brings in Cordell Patterson. Like, we didn't go into the draft and get Montgomery for a reason. Like, Montgomery hasn't shown us that he can get us a third and one. All, right. all those type of things, those are the things that I feel like definitely are killing the Bears right now.
0: And it's, it's, it's not like – my problem is you're not learning from your mistakes. Like, we've seen, what, three, four times this season? That play don't work. Like at some point you gotta learn from your. Like we've seen it, we know we can tell you for certain that play don't work. We've seen it on third and one, not work. Like to continue going back to that is just insanity, and so it's mind blowing to me what we were seeing uh, uh, Sunday night. And listen, it, it's when you when you look at how they're game planning against it, I understand. Like I said, I understand that they. I think they're gonna get better. I think the offense is going to get better. I think Nick Foles is going to get more comfortable. That offensive line, that's a whole other topic. We We can get into that as well. But you have to look at what they did and see that that game was completely called Probably the worst I've ever seen a Chicago Bears game call, And I've seen Mark Tresman here. And the only reason I say that is because you clamored for your guy. You said all week, this is the guy. He understands the system. We're seeing things we've never seen before. We're able to do this, blah, blah, blah. And then you come out, and you don't even give a competitive effort. Like, I, I'd i be cool with it if the game ended 1917. We was competitive. We was going back and forth. It's a great defensive game. Look, the coach is the number one defense in the NFL. You got to give him credit for that. But... You didn't even compete offensively.
1: Yeah. I think I think a, a crazy thing that we saw throughout that whole game is almost like you said, Matt Nagy looked scared. He looked like he didn't want to give plays that – because in the game, there are certain plays that make game difference or game-changing plays. And we didn't mm-hmm. see any of that for the Bears. A lot of the plas, passes they were getting led to first down sometimes, or they did a lot of curl routes or – or slants, but we wanna you know, those if you look at what the uh Colts came out and did offensively, they attacked the Bears defense. They went right at the Bears defense. And they yeah. didn't seem scared, they didn't seem nervous to play. Phillip Rivers seemed confidence, he was talking garbage like he did the whole time, and it showed that the Bears were backing down
0: and you got to respect Phil. I, I was irritated that whole game bro but let me tell you something you got to respect Phillip Rivers man that man was talking trash and not only was he talking trash Joe he backed it up bro I'm talking about what was that was it in the fourth quarter uh, uh, when he was talking back and forth to Roquan, and, and he was like, he was like, uh, he was like, Jonathan Isaac burnt you. He burnt you, bud. He burnt you. Oh, oh, he didn't. He didn't. Okay, we coming right at you. This man ran the ball right at Roquan Smith. Roquan Smith filled the gap and got blown up, bro. Stop talking, bro. Stop talking. Philip Rivers is out here for real, bro. Bro, and that and that's that, those are the things. Like you gotta give you gotta give the coach credit. You have to give the coach credit. Listen, Phillip Rivers completing like seventy eight percent of his passes. It's wild out here. But when you when, when I look at the Bears team, the my problem is not that they lost the game. My problem is y'all didn't even show up. Like y'all Dane there could have gave a better effort staying in in the, on the bus. Like y'all y'all didn't even show up. You you didn't even take a bus to the game. And you could have gave a better effort staying on the bus. Like, it was a joke. Now, defensively, listen, Muzz won't talk about the defense, won't talk about how the defense struggled, how the defense is open in the middle of the field. Defense gave up one touchdown to Phillip Rivers, and the rest was field goals. Your offense got to do something. They got to do something.
1: And believe it or not, the defense overall really didn't do a terrible job.
0: They, right. I don't think they did defense, bad.
1: We, the thing is, we've seen our defense do better. We know what our defense can do, but they did a whole fill rivers to one touchdown. At the right. end of the day, our offense has to kick in sometimes and be able to put points on the board. Because they really, it wasn't like they put up a forty ball on us. We know have the Dallas Cowboys, so right. the the point is, we just have to offensively we have to get a kickstart somewhere.
0: And and like I said in um. I don't know if it was on last. I think it was last week's pie. It was last week's pie with uh, with Pete Kidd on it. Um, defense all across the NFL is the numbers are up. Like, and I, I, I truly believe it's because of the bubble. I truly believe it's because of no fans because, like, Phillip Rivers and then went for it on fourth down. And Soldier Field is fourth down. That place is rocking. That mug is right. You got some pressure. You got you to gotta feel that pressure. And then you got a rookie trying to, trying to perform under that pressure. Sometimes you crack. Sometimes you don't get the job done. Ain't none of that this year. Now you just out there playing pickup ball. You just out there playing pickup ball. And you trying to make it happen. And listen, and so you got the best offensive players on one side versus the best defensive players, but all of the rules are slanted toward the offense now. So, of course, they going to kill you. Of course they're going to kill you. So I, I don't have no gripes with the Bears' defense and all. I, I would like them to be better. I would like them to be in the backfield all day. I don't think they're the 2018 defense. But when I look at it, Bears have given up 20 points a game. And we all said coming into this season, if you can't score more than 21 points a game, you don't deserve to be in this league right now.
1: Sure don't. Because when you look at what the rest of the teams are doing, they're they're putting up 30s, 40s. So if we can't even put up 20. Uh, you're yeah. not gonna stand a, a chance against uh, as many teams. We know the game coming up Thursday. If you put up as many points as you did in this last game, it's, it's not gonna cut it. We know that for. A-
0: well, if 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 you put up three points against anybody in this league right now, it's not gonna cut it. But yeah, let's let's take a look at, at next week's game. Uh, we got we got well tomorrow's game. Let's yeah this week's game. I'm sorry, tomorrow's game. Um, we are recording this on Wednesday, um, so tomorrow's game. What do you see from this Buccaneers team coming in that scares you? Because, listen, Tom Brady coming off a five-touchdown weekend. But he lost all his weapons.
1: <laughs> I'll t- I tell you what, though, man. When Tom Brady's throwing the ball, hey, literally I could be out there catching that ball. He Fact. puts the ball in people's hands like I've never seen before. It literally just falls into their hands. All they have to do is put their arms out. So, yeah. whoever's on the field with him, he's going to make it work. And right. it's a threat that the Bears need to be ready for. Because if you look at our defense, if our defense plays how it did last week, not that it was yeah. terrible, but that's not going to cut it against them. A big right. thing that we see up the middle, if, if the Bears are vulnerable up the middle like that, you think Tom Brady's not going to see that? He's going to exploit that literally the whole game. The whole game, you're going to see him exploit that. And yeah. if, if Fuller is going for his – falling for shakes the whole game,
0: he's going to exploit that the whole game. If the Kyle Fuller falls for every Bears double fade. Tom Brady, <laughs> he's going to take advantage of that. You
1: can't give Tom Brady time to think. You have to make right. him make action and throw the ball. So, right. really, next week, as much as it falls down on our offense and seeing what our offense does, it falls down on our defense as well. Because if he puts up 35 points, we know this Bears team isn't – Yes, they have before, but I, I'm not expecting them to put up 30, 40 points. I'm not expecting that from them. But if our defense makes it a winnable game like they did last week where they put up maybe 20, 23 points, that's a winnable game for the Bears. Our offense just has to show up. We have to see the Nick Foles that we know we're capable of, and that and, uh, Matt Nagy has to allow him to be able to play as well.
0: Yeah, I, and and listen, uh, coming into this game, you coming up against now they, they secondary is a little softer. The the Buck secondary, you can attack them if you get, but that front seven, oh they coming at you, and you so it, it's it's big on the offensive line to create something. And Matt Nagy, you cannot allow yourself to become one dimensional. I said in a video today, this is a RPO offense, RPO run pass option. If you take that R out of there, and all you got is the pass option. First off, nobody's fool. Second off, you're going to be in trouble because these boys is coming at you. These boys is coming at you. It's no joke on that on that front seven. So this, this this is going to be probably the offensive line's biggest game because this is a front seven that with a quarterback who has the injury concerns that Nick Foles has, if you're not for real, if you're not really protecting your guy, you could be in trouble talk, talking about these guys are going to hit him. These boys are going to hit him. You could be in trouble all week long, and it could affect the rest of your season.
1: Yeah, and I think a big thing as well is, like, with our offensive line, they have to be together. A lot of times we see so many breakdowns with the offensive line where they miss somebody they're supposed to block, or they just they allow the line to bend, and they allow people to put pressure on Nick Foles. Now, given Nick Foles is experienced quarterback – He still feels pressure, just like every other quarterback in this league feels pressure. If you don't give him a chance to create for you, he's not going to be able to create. He's going to be worried about maybe do I have to run the ball, do I got to get out of the pocket, and we don't want that. We see what happens when Nick Foles runs out of the the pocket. It was horrific last week. He literally didn't go past the yard. He ran so slow. We need him to live in the pocket. Yeah, Yeah. it was was tough. That was a
0: scary moment. It was bad,
1: and he got tackled. I thought he was injured. I thought it was over with but
0: <laughs> but the offensive
1: line they have they have they have to stand their ground. You can't allow the Saints line to murder you like like last week. You can't you can't allow that to happen. If you want Montgomery to be able to have a good game, you have to create holes for him. If you want uh Nick Foles to be able to have a good game, you have to give him time. You don't have to give him 10 seconds. But you That'd have to give them great. enough That'd time great. to be able to hit the man, to be able to be comfortable to throw an accurate pass at least. So right. I really – I put a lot on the offensive line. We know our offensive line is trash. But if they work together, they can be better than what they have been. So
0: All we need is mediocre. All we need is mediocre. All I need you to be is a top 15 offensive line. I don't need you to be top five. I, don't need, I would love it. But, look, I see Charles Leno out there. It ain't going to happen. And y'all done paid him all this. It's not going to happen. He not, he's not good. He's not good. I don't know what happened to him. He's not good. Like, he out here getting people killed. He got hit lists on people. Like, it's, it's crazy. So, I think that when we, when we go into this game, uh, uh, and I, I'll end up giving my keys that I gave in the video today, well, I can give him right now, actually. Key number one for me was getting Nick Foles into a rhythm early. You got to allow him to get we, – we saw Nick Foles when he came in and was able to get into a rhythm. Went, went, again, granted, I terrible, terrible Atlanta defense. I want to say this again. A terrible Atlanta defense. Watching them mugs go out there versus Aaron Rodgers was like watching me and you go out there versus Aaron Rodgers. It was disrespectful. They shouldn't have been on the field. Horrible. Um, But – you you gotta allow him to get in his rhythm and look if you give him the time like I said he can pick this secondary apart this secondary ain't nothing to be worried about it ain't it's not it's not terrible but it's not great like it's not nothing that I'm I'm staying up late at night but but this front seven is so this offensive line got to hold that pressure you got to establish the run game that was another key for me and the and the third thing for me is this defensive line we got to get in that backfield we have to look you're not gonna stop Tom Brady. You're not. He, he the GOAT. And for there's not many sports where I can say a player is the GOAT. I don't do it in the NBA. I don't really do it in baseball, although Mike Trout is making a heck of an argument. Um, but in football, it's undoubtable that Tom Brady is the greatest quarterback to ever play the game. And he's still doing it at, what, 43 now? 43, 44, something like that. So, you got him. You got him. Look, if he if he's st- sitting back in that pocket, the Bears gonna lose. If he able to sit back there and just chill and get rid of the ball and kind of dump it off, especially across the Bears gonna lose. But if we can get make him use his feet a little bit, look, he about as mobile as Nick Foles is, maybe less so. So if we can make him use his feet, I can see this being a big game for Robert Quinn. I can see this being a big game for Robert Quinn because. This is one of them games where if Akeem Hicks can get pressure up the middle, Robert Quinn can come to the other side and and get that sack. And if you hit Tom a couple times, Tom is gonna be he gonna get flustered. Now, is it gonna throw him completely off his game? No, he probably still throw for four touchdowns, but it's better than allowing him to just sit back there and chill.
1: Yeah, I think uh, as far as it goes with Tom Brady, there has to be consistent pressure the whole game. If if you're if you lie off of him for a few minutes there's two touchdowns on the board that's just how it, yeah. that's just how it is against him so as a defense you have to come in prepared knowing that he's gonna try and pick you apart you have to know that he's gonna look for okay where are their weaknesses at then he's gonna find them but the weaknesses have to be ready so up the middle our cornerbacks they have to be better um yeah uh, the line itself the defensive line, we, well, we already know Khalil Mack is going to be getting triple teamed. It's just how it goes. Um, Absolutely. Hicks, That's why I, so I said Hicks this is going to be Robert Quinn, Robert Quinn game. game. If Hicks is bringing pressure, Robert Quinn is going to be able to get open, like you said. So, right. all right. Uh, I actually agree with you on that. I expect uh, Robert Quinn to have a really good game. But I also want to see Roquan Smith have a really good game. I feel like if Roquan Smith has a good game, we'll see a whole different Bears offense. Our defensive offense. Yeah. So we'll yeah. see a completely different uh, Bears defense if Roquan Smith has a really good game. So it all, it all depends. You know, we got to put pressure on Tom Brady. We have to be getting uh, – we got to try to get picks. Um, I feel like the Bears have had multiple opportunities to get picks, but they drop them so much that yeah. uh,
0: it kills Yeah, them. Mac dropped the easy one last week.
1: Yeah. So those – we, we got to have those against – uh this Buccaneers offense. We can't allow them to be on the field. We need the Bears. They have to the control of the play clock. It just they have to be there. They have to be engaged and focused, especially the offense. So Yeah.
0: Yeah, agreed, man. Agreed. Agreed. Like and and especially the point about Roquan Smith. Listen, our linebackers definitely gotta be better. Danny Trevathan, where you been all season, brother. I saw you on the back of the milk carton last week. Man, I'm telling you, like somebody come find this man. But um you know, Roquan, I, look, you a high pick, bro. And, and I think I think Roquan is a very talented player. But it ain't there right now. It's not there. None of it is there right now. And so, as a whole, I can't blame the defense for much. You giving up one touchdown to a dude that throws, uh, that's thrown, um, um, don't pass in 78%. Look, we're doing something right. So I can't I can't rag on the defense, but if you don't get pressure on time, it's gonna be a long Thursday night. And I'm gonna be uh, I won't be live after the Thursday night game um, again. I'm not avoiding it. I tried to go live last week. It, it just didn't work out, you know, booty internet. But uh, I won't be live because I will actually be on my way to Ohio. So I'll be in a car watching the game on my way to Ohio. Uh, probably gonna be uh, watching on the hotspot trying to trying to just make sure I'm caught up on this mug but uh hey you never know bro southern illinois signal down there is iffy bro so and I'm heading to ohio so it's ohio you know what I'm saying you ever go to cleveland for vacation apparently I am I'm not going to cleveland we actually going we actually going to the hall of fame uh we're going down to um Cuyahoga, Cuyahoga um, National Park. We're going to walk out there, weather permitting and all that stuff, you know, do a little hiking trip, enjoy the time, just me and the wife. And then um, we're going to hit the Hall of Fame. So I'll probably do a little vlog from there as well um, and get some pics and all that stuff from there. So it should be a good time, man. It should be a good time. So. Um, The whole point of that was I'm going to be watching on the road, so I'm not going to be able to go live. I'll probably end up posting a video when we get to the hotel because we're probably going to leave Thursday probably around like 7-ish, so we'll probably get there about 3 in the morning. So I might even post uh, uh, the morning after. But we'll see. I might post in the car. We'll see. We'll see. We'll see what life takes us. But um, give me a prediction for tomorrow night's game, man.
1: I am going to say, and not just saying this because I am a Bears fan, but I believe that Nick Foles is going to show up tomorrow, mm-hmm. Thursday. Mm-hmm. Uh, I am going to say the Bears win
0: 26-23. Mm. You really believe they're going to show up? And the defense showed up, apparently. Um, I don't believe in my Bears. Hey, look, I believe in them too, but not really. uh <laughs> That sounds terrible But honestly Honestly I do believe in the Bears I don't know if I see them winning this one though I have to see I have to see what Matt Nagy is going to come out with But I'm going to predict I'm actually going to predict that they lose this one um, I'm going to say Bucks Bucks 28 Bears 19 Okay. okay. So Tough so we'll game, and honestly, honestly, I see him getting the nineteen the same way that the Colts did. Nineteen field goal, field goal, field goal, touchdown. Yeah, field goal. I see goal. him
1: getting there off defense. <laughs> the
0: man, man, right? Might but, not even be an offensive touchdown.
1: But I expect our defense to have a big game tomorrow. I think, uh, I think the defense is going to show up. Um, I think the Bears do have one of the best defenses in the league, regardless of what the numbers say. The Bears defense is an excellent defense. We have we have superstars on our defense
0: so they just got to show up and i I believe they'll do that tomorrow better that better that better that so uh let us know in the comments below how well do you think the chicago bears will do in tomorrow's game uh although by the time i post this video it could be tonight's game we'll see where life takes us but uh yeah let's switch gears man let's talk a little bit of nba before we do that man big shout out to uh at NF brother love, Brotherly Love on Instagram, if y'all know, never forget. Uh, That's the shirt I'm wearing. Yeah, y'all see it, y'all see it right here. Never forget. Um, y'all go support him at NF Brotherly Love. Um, man, he he actually. If, if so, for y'all that don't know, um, we play football all the time. And he's actually the wide receiver on our football team We did before COVID, pre-COVID, you know what I'm saying He's actually the wide receiver on our football team So, um, no, no, no brotherly love real well, man He good people Y'all go show him love, show him support Um, support his brand He got more merch coming out So, y'all get into that Um, let's hop on Actually, come on the show, bro Love to talk to you You know what I'm saying You know, post-rona, pre-rona We can get you in here on Zoom, same style Um, but yeah, man, honestly, uh let's switch gears here. Uh let's go to a little bit of NBA talk. We're gonna talk about uh man, man, man. What's your reaction to the final so far, bro?
1: Believe it or not, when I saw that Dragic and Bam was done, I thought yeah. they ended the series. Yeah. But I know I'm going a little bit further back, not even talking about last game where the Lakers won, even though that was one of the best final games. Um, the game before with Jimmy and them proved to me that Miami deserved to be there. And then yeah. we just saw it follow over into this next game. The only difference in this next game is AD. And man, AD came to play yesterday. And not only AD, I actually gave the player the game, in my opinion, to KCP call will that boy came to hoop yesterday hitting corner shots making the right plays when he drove to the basket defense crashed in he's he's throwing it out um he just he made such a big impact i think he is the reason that the lakers won that game yesterday. because when i tell you miami they came out with that same heat that boy hero he had that fire under his belt coming off screens pulling uh jump shots and that boy, Duncan Robinson, they got a bright future. They was all, they played excellently yesterday. It just wasn't enough to beat the Lakers. But, man, that was a crazy game.
0: And I'm going to be honest with you, bro. I'm a, uh, How I'm watching this game, bro, I really believe they went in in spite of Frank Vogel. Like, nothing I've seen from Frank. Like, this man might win an NBA championship, and he's been completely outcoached by Eric Spolster. Like, Eric Spolster, like, completely outcoached by Eric Spolster. Like, Fam, to me, th- this is my biggest thing. First off, how you not starting Rondo? Like how you not starting Rondo is hooping? Bro. Bro, he need he need to be the number one point guard on this team. Because it's the thing. He got the rapport with AD. He's built a rapport with LeBron. He knows how to set everything up. He gets everybody in position. Fam. That alone, that move alone right there is mind-blowing to me. And I'm gonna be honest with you. I think with that one simple move, that's the piece you needed to break everything down. If you got him in there on starters' minutes, if you got, although he coming in pretty much on some six-man stuff, but if you got him in there setting everything up early it allows your team to kill people early and destroy their morale that that heat team came out in game three and Jimmy was putting on a show Jimmy was out here trying to be like hey I I'm, I'm supposed to be here stop playing with me stop playing I'm supposed to, I, I mean what I what I saw from him was crazy but but what I saw last night it just affirmed that there's not I'm sorry look bam out of bio is very good there's not one player in this NBA that can slow down Anthony Davis when he got his mind right. And the only thing that slowed him down in game three was foul trouble. Like.
1: That boy came to play. I mean, we literally saw him dominating on both sides of the court, blocking shots on one side, coming down, hitting big threes on the other side, just playing out of the paint. Being a pest to everybody, I mean, literally on every every uh, point of the court, he was effective, and he made a difference. And I think that was also the big difference in the game yesterday. Now, don't get me wrong, I'm not taking anything away from LeBron. Uh, LeBron struggled in the first half. I think he had like six turnovers, five turnovers, something like that. I don't remember correctly.
0: Right, um, right, right.
1: But it, But in the second half, he came out to play. He played outstanding. Get an hand once. He was aggressive. Uh, played the game how I was supposed to play from the beginning. And I, we saw him make the correction in the second half and come out and be more aggressive. And I think that's what they wanted out of him. So that was good. But that game was won by Anthony Davis. The shot, yeah. the dagger that got put into the basket was by Anthony Davis, not LeBron James. So I'm going to go with Anthony Davis being definitely uh, the game changer as well with KCP and. And like you said, he does look unstoppable. I mean, Bam was really actually playing good defense on him. Him and Jimmy, they're switching off between um, AD and LeBron, and it's a good switch. Every time, it's a good switch. But if you can't stop him, you can't stop him. There ain't much you can do. And on the other hand, AD was making enormously great um, defensive plays. If he was just – Affecting people with his presence, or even making the block. I mean, the block on Jimmy at the end—that's a tough block. Jimmy puts his body into him, moves him out the way, extends for the layup, and AD still gets a hand on it. So, it just shows how versatile AD really is, and shows how much of a
0: superstar he is. Big facts, big facts. Because AD ended up uh, with—he ended up with four blocks in that game, and only twenty-two points. But honestly, twenty-two big points now you got to give credit for what lebron did like you said came out 28 and 12 um had a lebron game and to me like like you said the biggest difference in that game was that somebody other than those two came to play now ad has to be aggressive i think that ad also being a scorer puts immense pressure on on uh uh miami because listen they're kind of a, you kind of score sometimes, you kind of score sometimes. Like Jimmy went off a of 40, and then, you know, last night Jimmy had what, 22? Now it's 22, 22 10, and 9. Jimmy Jimmy apparently has turned into a triple-double machine. You know what I'm saying? Um, but it puts immense pressure on the other team to have somebody come out and be a big scorer. When you got AD, when you got KCP going off, when you got Rondo in the game and he's able to score, it puts immense pressure on the other team. Uh, And I like what we saw from the Lakers coming out defensively. They didn't come out that same way. They didn't come out with that same struggle. Now, like I said, having AD on the floor makes a big difference. When you got to go in there and it's uh, it's Dwight Howard by himself – Dwight, Dwight's a big body. You you got some trouble, but he ain't the Dwight Howard from the Orlando Magic. But when you got to go in there and you got Dwight and AD, that's a very different game. That's a very different game.
1: Agreed. Yeah, and I think, and I, uh, I think a, a big thing that made uh, a difference in that game is uh, how they played Jimmy Butler as well. Uh, started the game with AD on him, and he, and Jimmy wasn't able to get off to a, a incredible start like he did in game three, going to the basket, driving, and being aggressive, because now he doesn't have LeBron in in front of him. He has AD, who is a lot bigger and versatile player, can literally play from the one to the five. And being a five or a four, wherever they decide to play him, um, being able to play Jimmy at that position is just insane. But it slowed Jimmy down. We see that Jimmy only had 22 yesterday. Not that Jimmy is just – it. Oh, he can be a prolific scorer, but he chooses not to be. But and the
0: real, the real, the real thing is, he started off five for five, and he ended eight for seventeen. That's what you really got to look at. Like he started off the first quarter five for five, and the rest of that game he went, he finishes eight for seventeen. So that's really the story there.
1: Exactly. So we see AD. Did his job defensively. I mean, yeah. they were switching. They were up on the screens. Given the fact that Duncan Robinson was coming off the switches and still hitting crazy shots. I mean, oh my goodness. But overall, they did very well on their switches. They were up. They were playing health defense. The Lakers really, not that Miami deserved to win it any less, but the Lakers deserved to win that game.
0: Yeah, yeah. And and I like I like I like what we've seen from. And I'm gonna be honest with you, Miami probably gets Friday's game. Miami probably gets Friday's game. I, I really believe Miami is probably going to get Friday's game. And then game six is a toss-up, bro. Because it's not like uh, um, LeBron is just going to come out and kill Jimmy. Or he's just going to come out and he's going to kill Bam. Like, has has he played well? Yeah, 28 points is pretty pretty good. If, if the man across from you drop 28 points on your head, you can't go all home bragging that night. But 28 points for LeBron is a very contained game, and so we see the effects of what Jimmy. We, we see the effects of what Jimmy. But I mean, in that in that game three game, I think I saw a stat from ESPN that he Jimmy defended LeBron. Uh, let me see. I might be able to pull it up. I think it's like Jimmy defended LeBron for on 33 out of 35 possessions, and I think Bron shot like three for 17. Uh. I gotta see if I can find it. I shared it on Facebook, but but you you know you you see the effects of what Jimmy Butler can do to the man across from him. Uh, it really shows that that um, this Miami Heat's defense can really shake things up in this series. And if they have a game where it's legit clamps, game six. I I, I think they're gonna get game five. I think they're going to get game five, although it did just come out that the Lakers are going to be wearing the Mamba jerseys in game five, and they've yet to lose a game in the Mamba jerseys.
1: Well, Jerseys don't dictate how they play, even though it probably do give them a confident boost. It don't dictate how they play, and it don't dictate how Miami's going to come back at them. After what I've seen in that last game, I would agree with you. I think Miami might take game five, maybe, depends on, um, the help that Jimmy gets. If Well, Crowder's been consistent the whole time. Uh, I believe Crowder's going to come out, he's going to be consistent. But if they can have a big game from Tyler Hero or another big game from Duncan Robinson like in the last game, I think yeah. it'll be enough to, to take them over the edge in this next game. Because the thing is, you got to think about it, this, is, this isn't this is their first closeout game, but this is their first – it's a first finals closeout game for a lot of players. Out yeah. the first final closeout for AD, so we got to see how AD takes on to the pressure. Not that the fan the fans aren't there and stuff, so there may not be as much pressure, but there's still that pressure there. We want to. will we'll see how the Lakers come out and how they attack. But and you think?
0: Oh, go ahead. No, go ahead. Go ahead.
1: You are good?
0: I was gonna say, and you think about how hard they fought in Game Three, and and how much they 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 were giving you gold in. And now you put that into Game Five, where it's a closeout game. It's your backs against the wall. You got to play. Here's the here's that stat from Game Three. It says Jimmy Butler defended LeBron James for 32 possessions in Game Three. LeBron had nine points and seven turnovers. So Jimmy is gonna be that pest. Jimmy is going to be there. The question is, can the rest of this Miami Heat team, can that defense spread throughout them? Because if they give a solid defensive effort, not only can they get game five, they can get game six. And now it's a pressure game. Now it's a complete pressure game going into game seven. So I wouldn't count these Miami – because, look, they love being a dog. So if you put them in that dog position, you're going to get bit. At least once. Yeah. I think uh, it
1: all – it all boils down to if the Lakers can hold on. Because a lot of times what you see, when the Lakers keep it a close game, at the end, LeBron. The difference is LeBron. LeBron in the finals. <laughs> yeah, and he, yeah, he yeah. takes over. Or AD is AD and he takes over. And yeah. it really at that point, then it's put on Miami's defense to be able to stop them. You know, we saw yesterday they put LeBron in a beautiful position for uh, uh and one where he was able to split the split the double team and yeah. uh, go to the basket for an and one things like that they were getting offensive rebounds they all hustle miami in those last few minutes and i think that was a big difference as well you see rondo going flying for rebounds you see uh caruso i don't know why they let caruso get rebounds but they seem
0: fam caruso man every time i see this man i get annoyed but he's such a bucket <laughs> he is a great player. i don't know if i go great he's a really good role player bad, for this miami team backup. i mean for this Lakers team backup. yes yes he's he is a, a great, great asset backup.
1: to have on your team i wasn't saying he's a superstar or an all-star or nothing by that means but he's a great asset to have on your team he's a good player Absolutely. and when he comes in the game you know he's gonna add to your team
0: yeah, yeah. Absolutely, absolutely, absolutely. Um so let me ask you this, us being Chicago people, us being Bulls fans, do you think Hold on, let me let me let me make sure I'm not I'm not asking the wrong question right here. Oh, oh, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah here we go. Here we go. Do you think with the hometown tie, Jimmy Butler has left Chicago and become a top 10 player?
1: I mean, name nine players better than them in the league right now.
0: I can name nine players.
1: I can, I can, I can probably, I can probably name nine players. I would say, but at- I don't think
0: I could put a tenth above them.
1: But, I mean, that's a tough question. If you think about it, you got AD and LeBron. Um, I, I'm gonna put Curry above them. You think about Giannis, James Harden. Right. Know, right. I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of great players, but the way Jimmy's been playing at this point, it's, it's hard. It's hard to say, you know. Me being a Bulls fan, I want to put him top ten. I would say he's the top ten. I don't know exactly where I would have him fall. I would probably have to look at it, look at his stats, and see exactly how he did against everybody. But I mean, you just think about the impact he's had on his Miami Heat team. This is a team that had that is so young. They have, they have, a, a rookie who's 20 years old starting in the in the finals. Yeah. And when you think about that, there has to be somebody leading that. And you know that Jimmy Butler is that person. So obviously just because he's not putting up points like a James Harden or like a KD would even put up points. Um, he's making an impact in a bunch of different ways. Defensively, he's one of the best players on the court every game, if not the best player on the court. So he's, he plays both ends and I think uh, I will, I will probably put him top 10. I mean you So here's my about other players. You got Kawhi. Um at this point I wouldn't put Paul George over him. I need to And
0: team. that's and I think that's who he replaced. I think Paul George was 10 coming into the season. I think that's who he replaced as, as number 10. So here's my here's my players that I got ahead of. No no order, but these are the players I got ahead of. KD, Bron, AD, Kawhi, Steph, Giannis, Luka Harden and Jokic. I think those are your top 10 players in the NBA. And then Jimmy's number 10. No particular order. He's
1: better than Jamal Murray?
0: I think he's better than Jamal Murray because I think Jimmy, I think Jimmy doesn't score like Jimmy can score. Like I think 40 point Jimmy, we could see that much more often, but it doesn't fit what they do in Miami. And I think Jimmy gives you all the options. Look, Jimmy's putting up triple doubles in the finals. You know what I'm saying? He's doing it on the biggest stage. He's he's giving you ten boards. He's giving you ten assists. He's giving you twenty five to forty points again. Like I think what we saw from from Jimmy in this entire playoffs is that he'll play whatever you need him to play for the win. He'll play whatever you wherever you need him to play for the win. And I think a game three, Eric Spoelstra came out and was like, "Hey, we we need you to score. We ain't got nobody. Everybody dead. Look, they all dead." score. Like for real, like Bam was out, Dragic is out. Um of course you got Tyler Hero, but look, you got to look at Tyler Hero as whatever he gives you is great cuz he's a rookie in the final stage. Can you rely on him? Do you want him to give you more? Absolutely, but whatever he gives you, he is a rookie in the NBA finals. That is pressure. If not, if nothing else is self-pressure. There's no fans really, but it's self-pressure. So to me, Spoke coming to Jimmy like, look, it's you. You got to do this. I don't care what anybody. You got to do. We need you to score. And Jimmy was like, "Bet I got forty for you. Here you go. Take the jelly." And I think that's the biggest difference. I think that I think that that ability puts him at ten. And I
1: feel like I feel like what he does in the next game will really boil down to who he is as a player as well. And I think. Yeah. Uh, what? Which Jimmy we see? Well. If he if he takes this Lakers team to six or to seven, that that's impressive because uh, you're missing your leading scorer for two games. Yeah. You're leading your leading you're missing your leading rebounder, and you're yeah. missing your leading assist player. Points, rebounding, and assists. Yeah, <laughs> those are like the three most almost most needed things on the court. So <laughs> driving you know basketball. A leading scorer. <laughs> Bam was out. Their, re- their leading rebounder and assist um, player, I did not know that until I found out about that, that he led them in assists. So yeah. having that out, what does that really leave you? That, that's a big gap to fill. And I believe right. in, in game three, Jimmy showed us that he can fill that. But now having Bam back, it's a completely different game. We saw that in last game. Last game could have went either way. Honestly, I wouldn't have been surprised Facts. if Miami won. I'm not surprised that uh, the Lakers won, because they played an excellent game. Both teams played very well. Next game, I feel like it could go both ways as well. If it leans towards Miami, I feel like it'll lean towards them because Jimmy Butler's showing that he's a top-ten player. It's going to show up.
0: Yeah.
1: Yeah. But yeah. as of right now, I, I believe I will put Jimmy at 10, like you said. I believe he's, yeah. he's number 10. Um, I don't see – I can't really think of any other players I would want to put above him. As of right now, the only I'm good argument about I heard was teams. Dame. I mean, you have Kemba. Kemba's an amazing player. I wouldn't put him above Jimmy. Um, yeah. West the only the good argument I heard was put him above Jimmy. The only player I would really like consider putting above Jimmy is Damian Lillard. But that's, that's what I'm saying. That's what I'm saying. But uh, Jimmy taking his team to the finals this year, I'll put him at ten because. Yeah. Not saying, cause I mean, if Portland was in the East, he he might have very Damian Lillard might very well take them to the finals. But bro,
0: they'd probably be in the finals you know, every year. So as a red right pro- I'll, I'll put
1: them <laughs> in the top ten. I'll put them at
0: ten. They would probably be in the finals every year if uh, <laughs> if if they was in the East, bro. Like they they come on now. It's the East, bro. It's the East at the end of the day, but. I think the biggest thing that, that the 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 bulls are gonna have the bulls that Miami's gonna have to do is you gotta attack these mugs early. You gotta attack these mugs early, you gotta attack these mugs often and you gotta try and punch them in the mouth right off the bat. Um Friday night's game is going You said what? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, that's what we saw him doing game three. And and look, if you got the Lakers playing from behind, that's a very different team. That's a very different team. And look, honestly, they're a more beatable team because if AD and LeBron aren't doing it or they're trying to claw their way back in, yes, can they? Absolutely. They're two of the top ten players in the league. But it's a very different feeling when you up ten than when you down five and especially with the kind of defense that Miami plays that team that that, that could be a very different game. So you got to try and punch them in the mouth very early and make sure that make sure that they they don't have an opportunity to claw back. Um the big question out of everything though, out of everything. Cuz of course it always comes back to this. How are people going to look to LeBron if he does win this finals? How are they gonna look at LeBron? It'll be his fourth championship in nine appearances, right? No, ten appearances. His fourth championship in ten appearances. That's a that's a four hundred average. Uh, is he? You know, the goat conversation is gonna come up. Of course, I don't believe you can have a goat in the NBA. But how how you think people gonna look at LeBron after this finals, especially if he do it for Kobe?
1: Well, if I'm being honest, like you said, the goal conversation is going to come up. Um, Looking at it from both uh, sides of the coin, on one side, people are going to say, well, he won this against an injured Miami team, and Miami wasn't the best team in the East. This is the easiest final win LeBron ever had. You're going to hear all of that. You're going to hear LeBron is 4 for 6 but at the end of the day, LeBron is 4 for 6 but he still made it 10 times. Now, with right. some of those teams that he made it with, he should have not been there. I mean, the, the first time he made it, I don't even remember the players on his team. So, the, the, yeah. there's a that goes into it. On the, <laughs> side, on, on the other side, you look at it and you say, LeBron has been to, been to the finals with three, has won with three different teams. If he yeah. wins this yeah. year, he's going to win with the Lakers. He going to won with Cleveland and Miami. No other player has ever done that. So... It'll be interesting to see how, uh, how people talk about it. You know, if you're asking me personally if I feel like he's the GOAT, I feel like he's probably the best player the NBA has seen. I don't know if I want to call him the GOAT. The reason I say he's the best player, and this is what I mean by that because that could have been a little contradicting, um, his versatility is unmatched. LeBron's one of the best passers we've ever seen in the game. He rebounds at an amazing level, and his scoring abilities are almost unmatched. I mean, you can't stop LeBron. And his defense, he's an amazing defender. He's literally S-class in every part of the, <laughs> of the floor. Did you just down, give us a video game reference? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, it was. S-class. Yeah, I like that. But, um, <laughs> but and
0: when you look at Jordan. What kind of armor you got on? Mamba. <laughs>
1: look at Jordan Jordan was he he wasn't asked to do all that Jordan played right. defense, and Jordan was a scorer I mean yes he could do other he could pass and he could rebound but he wasn't asked to do it at the level that LeBron is if LeBron doesn't come out and get 10 rebounds and 10 assists people are looking like oh LeBron had a bad game he has right. six rebounds and five assists that's not a bad game at all it's just not it's an unusual game for LeBron Right. So, I mean, it it depends on the the standards that we're holding them to. You know, today's game is a lot different from back then, so it's kind of hard to say. But I would still say he's the best player the NBA has seen because of what he's asked to do. I mean, of course, Michael Jordan's record in the finals is a lot better than LeBron's, but still.
0: Yeah, I think, to me, he is... The GOAT of this generation. Um, And honestly, listen, what he's doing at the age he's doing it is very impressive. The fact that he's in an NBA Finals right now is very impressive. I don't care. The the fact that he's still giving top-tier effort in an NBA Finals is very impressive. Impressive at his age is very impressive, and so. Brady
1: a basketball right
0: now. Look honestly, but well, no, Tom, (laughs) Uh, Tom, Tom, winning percentage in the in the Super Bowl is a lot better though. But to me, to me, you look at Bron and take it for what it is. See, Muzz gets so caught up in the GOAT conversation. Michael Jordan was the best. Uh, LeBron is the best. Kobe was the best. And Muzz don't even really mention Kobe. I don't know when Brian passed up Kobe. I don't know when that happened either. But to me, you can't look at the NBA as having GOATs because the game is so completely different. But if I'm looking at it, breaking it down in in 10-year spans, listen, from from the 2000, what was that, 2009? Oh, this, this is your king. This is, this is your king. And to everybody that want to say that it's not him no more, it's KD, it's, it's, it's whoever you – it's Giannis, whoever you want to put that. Look, they're not in the finals right now. Now, KD hurt. I do think – in my opinion, I think KD is the most unstoppable player the NBA's ever seen. If ever there was a GOAT, if the if if ever that – the man is seven foot tall, dribbles like a point guard, shoots like a shooting guard, and can dunk on you like Dikembe Matembo. Like – it's ridiculous, you know what I'm saying? Like, it don't make no sense. He shouldn't be built like that. But he wasn't playing this year, so he don't get to have his name in the ring right now. He don't get to have his name in the hat. W- w- oh, yeah. Oh, yeah.
1: With the Nets and Kyrie and all that stuff that's been going on, it'll be interesting. New new coach and Steve Nash. I it's going to be I interesting because he's going to
0: be doing it by himself.
1: They're going to be a, an extreme contender. I think they'll probably be one of the best teams that we'll see next year. And you're not going to want to see the the Nets next year. They're going to be very dangerous. But when we look at what LeBron did, like I said before, LeBron is taking teams to the finals that had no business being there. I mean, the team he had against that Cavs team he had, not even the first time, but when they were playing Golden State, and J.R. Smith ran the ball back out to the three-point line. That team I didn't believe should have been there. I don't think they should have been there. That wasn't the Cavs. That was the LeBrons. LeBron right. wheeled them to the final. So it, it really shows what type of player LeBron is. It really shows his – how amazing – it just shows how amazing he is as a player. Um, I don't think we'll ever see nobody like him again, but you never know.
0: Hey, look, we said we, said we would never see – we always say we'll never see another player like this. We said we'd never see another player like Michael Jordan, and then Kobe Bryant arrived. You know what I'm saying? Like,
1: I mean, LeBron's built like a linebacker, and he can literally do everything on the court. I don't know I, next person. I would say that's that's built like LeBron that we seen come in. Kind of is Zion, but I don't see Zion being a LeBron. So
0: yeah, I don't see I don't see Zion being the facilitator that LeBron is. Um, Man, it's gonna be crazy to see him come up too. That's gonna be wild, bro. But uh, so what? At, at the end of the day, man, what's your what's your finals prediction, man? What you got? What you got? What you got? finishing it.
1: I believe that Miami is going to lose four to two in Game Six. That's what I. think. Mm.
0: So you got them getting Game Five, and then they lose I do in Game have Six. Them getting
1: Game Five. Just because I feel like they're not the team to go out easy, and the pressure is going to be on the Lakers to close the series. And I think I think Miami will be able to get another one out of them. Of course, it all depends on how how big Bam is and uh, if they're yeah. able to stop AD. But I do believe yeah. that Miami can get again uh, uh, can win a Game Five, take it to six, and I think LeBron James is going to take over. But that's just what I think.
0: Yeah, I, I, I agree with you. I think last week I picked Lakers in six. Um, it's crazy that a whole NBA finals has gone by since the last podcast. But uh <laughs> I think I picked Lakers in six, and um I'm gonna stick with that, man. I'm gonna stick with that. Listen. I, I I I think Miami got too much dog in them to let to lose game five. I really do. But at the end of the day. LeBron James and Anthony Davis wear Lakers jerseys. That's the difference in this series. That's the difference. us we've ever seen, if not, well, I ain't gonna say it's the greatest. But what? I nah, say. Like I ain't gonna say it's the greatest, but it's up there. I gonna say it's the greatest, but it's in the top the ten team. picture.
1: Yeah, definitely. I mean, I don't see too much stopping it. Do you, yeah, do you, yeah, The one thing I don't think this, I don't think this Lakers team could be Golden State when they had KD.
0: Oh no. oh no! Oh no! I don't think this is. That team, I, listen, that team
1: is unmatched. That's probably the greatest team I've ever seen, and that duo with... I'm not not even trying to put Clay in there, but the duo just with Curry and KD is.
0: Yeah. Listen, I'm gonna be I'm gonna be real with you. If if you had a healthy Golden State team this year, it would be Golden State versus Miami, like. I, I, that team How it's currently constructed And how they already are cohesive How they play together You're not beating that And especially if they was in the bubble And Steph Curry basically just practicing <laughs> You're not beating that There's nothing There's nothing There's nothing beating that And listen Say what you want about Draymond I don't think Draymond is the end all be all either Draymond is probably One of the few people that can give AD a little go on the defensive end Ad still probably work him out, but he can give him some go. He can give him some go. Uh, let's get into the last. Let's get into the last little bit of segment here. The segment is called Cap or No Cap. Uh, this is a Chicago Sports Podcast. We do have Chicago themed things. This is the part where I ask my guest, In this case, Bando, uh, Cap or No Cap on three questions. Now, first question, Bando, the Chicago Bulls regret. Letting Jimmy Butler go, cap or no cap?
1: I'm going to say cap. And that's a very iffy cap. But the reason I say cap is because what the Bulls are building now, man, they could be a threat. And they're they're actually going to get a coach that's not probably the worst coach I've ever seen in my life. (laughs) I mean, Jim Boylan was literally the epitome of Terrible. Like, he was. It was, Bro, he was if, such a bad coach. It wasn't even funny. Literally, the worst Chicago coach I've ever seen. I mean, it's just horrible.
0: But yeah. they're
1: getting a coach now. They're getting a new. They're getting everything new behind them. They're starting fresh. I think with a young Zach Levine behind them, and that boy is dangerous too. That man Zach is dangerous. You look at Kobe White. And a lot of people talk about John Moran. They talk about. Uh, well, right now we're talking about Tyler Hero and Zion, but. Kobe White came off the bench and was putting up 30 balls in games. I mean, the future is so bright for the Chicago yeah. team looking for. I just need them to make one cut and just cut Felicio. I don't understand why he.
0: Bro, <laughs> hey, this this is two podcasts in a row that that has been said. <laughs>
1: but, I mean, if they, if they think he's worth being there, as long as you don't play him, I'm cool with it. You. you can pay him, just don't play him.
0: Hey, bro, hey, that's hilarious. That's two podcasts in a row that we have said. I literally said last week I need AK to come through with that sickle one more time and just take Felicio out at the knees. <laughs> oh, man, question. Oh, go ahead, go ahead.
1: I was just going to say, no no disrespect to Felicio, probably a great guy, but, man, I'm sorry, you just ain't cutting it on the court. You be looking goofy, dog.
0: Boy, I heard he be stunting like he the best thing to ever come out of Brazil when he go back home, too. He may be one of the best things
1: to come out of
0: Brazil, but we ain't in America. He ain't no Anderson (laughs) Vergeau. I said he ain't no Anderson Vergeau. Oh,
1: yeah, no, never mind. (laughs) Yeah, he lost
0: that one, too. Uh, Question number two. Matt Nagy isn't the offensive guru he claims to be, Cap or no Cap.
1: No Cap, that man. First off, Matt Nagy. I'm still debating if we're gonna have him next year. When I see what other offensive coordinators are doing in the league and how they're putting their quarterbacks in a position to be successful, I mean, I just look at the Chiefs. Pat Mahomes is getting put in a in a position to be successful every time he comes out every time he comes out he's being put in plays where he's comfortable he looks good when we look at magnagy he runs all these what's it called the xfl plays
0: the The arena football arena football
1: yeah it's not working like i need you to be a more consistent offensive coordinator and i need you to have uh, Nick Foles in a position where he can be comfortable. Because we know what Nick Foles can do. We seen him do it in a Super Bowl. But he if he doesn't feel comfortable, he's not gonna be in a position to do that. So I think uh Matt Nagy needs to get it together or are they gon he gonna be getting his stuff together to get up out of Chicago. So
0: <laughs> Oh man, this last one, I feel like we kind of had the conversation. Uh but We know that GOAT debate is going to come up. Even if LeBron wins, cap or no cap, he still won't be considered the GOAT.
1: Uh, No cap. Uh, That debate is always going to be an open debate. And it's really nothing that you can ever say factually that one player is better than another because we're never going to see LeBron James play against Michael Jordan. Right. It's just not going to happen. I mean, they could play, but Michael Jordan probably ain't in the condition he was when he was – (laughs)
0: <laughs> hey, Mike still might give him ten though. Mike still might give him ten.
1: It's possible. I, w- I wouldn't put it past him, but you know, Mike's a little older now. But <laughs> I'm, gonna, I'm gonna say no cap, just because when we look when we look at the situation, that's always gonna people be people that's gonna put LeBron down. Probably more people put him down than bring him up, which uh, is tough. But I mean, man, he do do stuff that kind of make you mad sometimes. But overall, you can't take away from what he does. But to say he's the GOAT, that's a hard that's
0: a hard thing to say. So I'm gonna say no cap on that one too. And ladies and gentlemen, that was Cap or No Cap. We wanna thank Bando for pulling up to the show. We appreciate yes, you for sir. coming back through, Brody. Um look, we gotta have you on more often now that we got Zoom. You ain't doing nothing with your life. Um it's no I'm real. just playing. What? I'm just playing. He actually he actually doing big things. He actually doing big things out here, man. I'm proud of little Bro, man. But it's good to have you back through, man. Uh, We appreciate you for coming on. Uh, Ladies and gentlemen, if you are new to the show, please like the video. Please subscribe to the page. We do Talk Chicago Sports Weekly. Subscribe to the podcast as well. Uh, Make sure that you enter the Love for Love giveaway. Check the link below to find out how to enter. It will be the Gleam link. It will also say right next to it, giveaway entry. So I kind of tried to make it as easy as possible for y'all. So make sure y'all enter that. Click the link. It'll take you to a page. You can do everything you need to do. Um, And then... Man, you can honestly you can enter once a day. Like that's what I don't think I don't think Muz understand that you every time you enter, it gives you a better chance at winning. So you can enter once a day. Um, so yeah, just just go ahead, enter that, make sure that y'all get in tune with that. And then um, yeah, man, we gonna get up out of here. Uh, it is your boy Pat the Designer back at it again. Thank you, Bando, for pulling up. Y'all stay safe out there, Chicago. Peace.